Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We would like to acknowledge your meeting on the indigenous lands of the Keech, Shumash, and Tongva people, the ancestral names for what is now called Los Angeles. Salad or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kind of gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Here we are, a year older, a year wiser. I, I feel that after the birthday celebrations of last week, Weirder together has symbolically we have hair on our chest. That's so male, but we have hair on our chest. We have. It was incredibly patriarchal celebration of our birthday <laughs> with Daphne Javich and Goldie joining us. Daphne is some star quality. Yeah, people were so nice. I actually got we got an email from another beautiful baby, Rachel Ramrus, who said today's episode was so extra adorable. Omg, I am a Goldie stan. Oh, yeah. Well, that was for Goldie's app. Let me ask you a question. Did the Vanderpump Rules season finale live up to your expectations? Did it meet it? Did it exceed it? Did it as a fan, how were you feeling? Yes, it was finale? like the cream of the crop or the best of the best. Like, you know, DJ James Kennedy, Kennedy <laughs> his, you know, they got the best of his vile. They got him saying cocky cock. Cocky cock, you know, 40 year old cocky cock, whatever. <laughs> And they got, they kind of just got like, you know, the best kind of memes versions of all these, you know, and Tom Sandoval weeping and, you know, they just, they got a lot of, you know, great moments. Yeah, one of the best anxiety attacks captured on reality television yeah. ever. I'm excited for the reunions. It's going to be a fun few weeks of reunion specials. I know. We haven't had a voice note for a long time. We've got one. So I thought we'd just jump straight into it. Do it. Is that okay? Hello, Ben and Ioni. My name is Giselle. I grew up in Michigan and now live in Chicago and I'm a big fan of Weirder Together. I love that it feels like talking to my friends, my cool friends. My question is about getting older. You know, I just turned 47 and I am liking growing older and I think there are benefits as well as you know, some things that are just realistic. But I just want to hear from you all what you love about it, what you've learned. So yeah, keep expressing yourself, keep being weird, and we can all just be beautiful babies together. Thank you. Keep, keep it together. Keep, keep it together forever and ever. Is that Madonna? Uh, I don't know that song. <laughs> I don't know. It's a part of a song. But if there was Leave ever, a voice note. If there was ever a song that expressed my complex feelings about aging, it would be that song by Madonna. Keep, keep it together. Yeah. Keep, keep it together. How do you feel about aging? Yes, I feel very good about it because like for work, if someone gave me a script and wanted notes, my notes now would be from such a different place of experience, insight, kind of my creativity does feel really alive. And I would kind of have a sophistication that I didn't have. 
You know, I used to fear getting older because in your 20s and, and teens, undoubtedly, the creativity was pouring. I wrote so many poems. I painted so many pictures. And uh, in fact, at one point, um, this iconic musician was saying, do it now when you're young because, you know, as you get older, you don't have the same outpouring. But I, I feel like I have an outpouring plus a sophistication. So I kind of would know what notes to give. Okay, so you're talking about a deeper sense of confidence in your own reaction to things. Yeah, at this age, I have a deeper confidence in my reaction emotionally to you, things. You trust the I way trust. you react I to have things, a sort yeah. of intelligence wisdom. I think it's called the wisdom that you gain from living. And you like that. And I like it, and I feel like I have the wisdom. What about the eyesight, though? Oh, <laughs> the eyesight. It's just, I, I like mean, cannot read a menu in a restaurant. I don't, also, I do not, I guess I do the thing my friend Josh Taylor, he might be a beautiful baby. I was like, do I get the chain around the neck? Because they tried to make them cool looking. And he said, no, 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 don't do that. Just do this. And he tucked his glasses in his shirt. So I should do that more because how many times a day do you hear, where are my glasses? I have them for reading and I used to have them for driving and movies, but now it's just the reading thing. So there's pros and cons of aging. Well, of course. The internal gets better. Yeah, that's right? what they say. Yeah. You know, you blame, you know, you waste, the youth is wasted on the young or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, I do, I do wish I had the energy of running around like physically for exercise but i think i could build that up again um yeah it's like you, are you scared of dying as you get older i think i'm less i was very anxious fear of death person for a very long time and then i think as i get older i'm a little less because mm. i which is nice and that's what i used to comfort myself i would think well by the time i'm dying i'll be prepared like right now at 24 I, it scares me because I'm not ready. That's true. So I think by hopefully by the time I'm going, I'll be more ready. Because right now I also, I've got a lot of living to do. <laughs> but I just, you know, right now I'm still scared of the thought. But I think hopefully, you know, hopefully it'll be a time where I'll be more ready. And yeah. life is so hard. And I do have this hope that I don't know about afterlife at all, but I do think there's this period whether you're just sort of tripping as you die and you have this lovely like letting go and it's apparently supposed to be very like, like, oh, I was worrying and I shouldn't have been worrying. <laughs> so whether that's just for 10 minutes and then you die and there's nothing, I do think there's a lovely sort of period as you go out. So you're looking forward to the existential the, buzz you can catch the on, the, on the exit. I want the death high. I, then- I feel like when I was little... I always felt like someone in their 40s to myself. Yeah. And as I, I remember were, when I turned 40, I was like, man. oh, that felt like a rival to me. I was like, I am in my natural state right now. Yeah. I think partly it was that I started doing music so young. So I felt that it was a battle to have people take me seriously because they would, you know, it was, it was a kid. Yeah. It was a kid. In a way, the the art that comes from young people is so beautiful and innocent, but it also is often not rooted in hard-won wisdom. So there's a there's an healthy skepticism to have with the truths that young people are speaking. Yeah, so. but you can't deny the you know work from people in their twenties can be like kind of yeah unbelievable. Yeah. But yeah, and also I have to say I feel six. I've always felt six years old. Uh, 
But, so at seven, did you feel over the hill? Yeah. But also as you get older, I do like, especially being a woman, getting a little more respect. Mm. I'll never forget I did this TV show in England and I got like, I felt I was not being taken seriously because I was a young, pretty actress. And this older actress who was just an incredible Royal Shakespeare Company actress who was married to Peter O'Toole, and I'm forgetting her name, but she said oh just wait when you're older you'll get more respect and I do like that and it's sad for women that you have to get to a certain age to be thought of as you know having something to say yeah it's a funny thing with aging because on one hand you have to accept the realities of there are certain realities like your body is decaying it's like everyone's the same no matter how much human growth hormone and cold plunges and whatever you're doing to ward it off it's happening but on the other hand i think a lot of the psychological stuff like for me as an artist in my genre of music being a singer songwriter coming from indie rock the idea that you would get better and better was something that was like not part of the way the career arc was going to be. And I've had to fight that in myself and yeah. be like, my life's going to get more creative, more experimental, more communicative. And it might more- be a different time because it did seem for directors and musicians, it did seem like, I don't want to say their best work. was. But there was a lot of ageism. And I think that's really hard to come up against as an artist. Oh, yeah. Because if the world is expecting you not to be as good it's hard not to buy into that. Yeah. You know, like I think we have to redefine for ourselves what type of output, well, what type of attitude we're going to have yeah, as we get older. People are upset. Look at uh, Martha Stewart on the cover of Sports Illustrated. What did you think about that? That was hot. Yes. I mean, you know, it made me think, oh, mini facelift, maybe, who knows? But yeah, so hot. Or my friend's mom, 91 in Mexico City, looking divine. But yeah, definitely it's changing where you know, 40 is the new 30 and 60 is the new 50, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Tell us about the trip to New York. Yeah. So I did a scene, uh, my friend Alexi Wasser uh, is just such a dynamo and so well-liked and has such a unique take. And We'll have her on the pod soon. She's just incredible. So she wrote a script around herself really well where it was... She's writing, directing, and starring in it. Yeah. A feature film. A real Woody Allen. Um, But um, yeah, she's great. And I got an offer to do like a monologue cameo and I jumped in, yes, please. And we went to Ben. I said, will you come with me, my security blanket? And Ben and I have not been in New York together for so long. Like we kept going separately for different reasons. And we both have had such times in New York separately. And it was so nice to come together and have a time in New York together. And it was perfect, 48 hours. I mean, I did this scene. um, And it's a micro budget and there's a... How many in the crew? Oh, yeah. What they call a skeleton crew. But everyone there, because they were believing in the project and wanted... Like, that's the part that I think is so exciting. She just sort of can't not pick kind of high-quality things. That's just the way she rolls in her life. And she sort of, yeah, sort of got these great, you know, crew and great producers and great cast and all that. So I don't say yes to a lot of things. That's another thing of getting older. I, you know, you see or sort of know what you can. Yeah, you're more selective. Selective. Yeah. But I was very excited, had no qualms. I see a look in you. When you get an offer or an email or a script or something, 
I see such a difference between something you're being offered that like you're thinking of as it's a job and something you're lit up about. Yeah. And it's so fun watching. Like this is just one scene in a friend's indie, but you were psyched and it was so fun to be just on that trip I with know, you. And I know and I love it. one of the reasons I couldn't say no for a long time was I couldn't understand what I wanted to do or not. I right. couldn't trust. Some things were obvious. Maybe it was in the winter in a small town in Canada. It wasn't a lot of money and it wasn't the most exciting script. That's easy. That's enough strikes against it. That's enough yeah. strikes. <laughs> and, you know, it would, wouldn't make sense financially or any way. But there are there's just been a lot of jobs that I sort of would think on paper, why wouldn't I want to do this? Why am I not lit up? And I still struggle with that, but you've helped me just say you don't have to know sometimes. You know, it's not um, you know, it's not it's not something that and it's hard in life because sometimes you admire something as a fan or a genre and it might not be the right thing for you. And if yeah. you and if you could afford to say no or whatever, but yeah, it's that's well, also that's what you were just talking about about aging that like you learn very slowly to trust your instincts. Yeah, and, and in yeah. this, I was lit up about and um, so that we you shot that that I was shot awesome. That, it was great. We flew in at night and we sh I shot early. We start. We had dinner at Balthazar. Oh yeah, as soon as we came from in from the airport. That was awesome. And I, I feel like I've never uh, had. I've only had breakfast at Balthazar or something. So we had a fun. It was like so lively at late late at night. And we went back to a cute little hotel and it was a great part of town down you lower, know, east lower side. side. And uh, I shot early in the morning and then I was done for a day and a half. We got, you know, we went back, I took a nap, which I never do. And it was so lovely. And you finished editing podcasts and things. And, and then we went out and met our friends, Martine and Josh for, yeah, some, for Dime, some spicy margaritas in Dime Square, Dime Square the hotly contested neighborhood yeah. at the moment. And then we went out and had great sushi together. It was just like oh, a yeah, great, so like kind of like romantic work trip. So oh, it was so was awesome. good. And uh, I, yeah, I, I, I really, it was a perfect, it was so, it was romantic and I loved being with you. I love tagging along. Oh, like yeah. it was, it was I, fun. Yeah, it's fun I, to tag along. I feel like I've usually been the one, well, you used to when you dated Claire Davis. Yeah, I tagged along with her a bit. But I'm always be like, I'm, liberating. The, I'm the one tagging along. It's liberating and relaxing. Like, cause you're and sedating. It like actually sucks all the like ambition. Like out of you feel like a child and you get to warm your hands by someone else's creativity and not have to put yourself out there. But, you know, after a while, you want to be the star That's of right. the experience. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I had a fun experience the other night and my friend from Sydney who I grew up with, Monica Saunders Weinberg, invited me to see a musical that she's been producing and developing over the last year or two. And it was called 44, Obama the Musical, I think. And it was just at the Bourbon Room. They've been, you know, doing it. And uh, 
It was super cool. It was really interesting. It was like a satirical political musical that... Satirical political musical. Yeah, yeah. And it was interesting because it was a lot about the enthusiasm that Obama's demeanor kind of encouraged in America and in the world. And it was about this feeling of hope that hasn't really existed at all in politics in America for a long time now. Since the Kennedys? Yeah, I was always thinking a subtitle for it was like the last cool president because it was really about the feeling you have when someone cool is in charge. (laughs) It was, I'll never forget when he was voted into office. I definitely wept. I know, and it's funny now thinking back Was there actual hope or was there the illusion of hope? Well, just that he was nominated and you knew how much of your, you know, of the country wanted him voted in. And then quickly, I remember thinking, wow, how hard it is for a president to get their things done. I remember thinking that was like my second thought, like, wow, it's so not about the president. Just when you're a kid, you think, let's do this stamp of approval. Let's do that stamp of approval. Like it just felt like there was so many more people that needed to, you know, it was more complicated and there was so yeah, many checks and balances. people involved. And also the from the aspirational side for like young black kids to see that type of representation. And, and like old it, black kids. Yeah, old black kids, young black <laughs> kids. But for, and everyone, just for young, for people to see that glass ceiling sort of gets shattered is meaningful because it expands your sense of what's possible. Very, very meaningful. So anyway, check that out if you get a chance to uh, 44, the Obama musical. And then we went the other night to Zebulon for our friend Alex Leahy's album launch. Mm -hmm. She put out a great record this week called... The answer is always yes. It got a great review in Pitchfork today. And it's um, it's so cool because in some ways Alex is like almost like a throwback to another era of like rock performer. What's it like? It's sort of like there's elements of like you said the psychedelic furs or the cars or Springsteen or it's like rock and roll but really exceptionally crafted. Yeah. And then she's got that swagger but she brings, you know, this other element to her style of singing and I love her hair. I said to her, best hair in showbiz. It's quite simple, her hair. It hangs beautifully. She doesn't have like a trendy wolf cut, like Amy Taylor, Amy Taylor yeah. Amel and the Snippers. But she's just got this great, I guess I always envy that kind of hair. It just sort of swept over shoulder length. I don't know. It's just like, it's cool. <laughs> hey, you cannot underestimate the power of cool it hair on a stage. It distracted me from her performance. It's awesome. No, But she's just a, a like, Darling. Yeah, she's really, darling really good. Darling of the rock People world. should check that out. And yeah. the I did a gig the other night with um, Dan Mangan, who's a friend of Lauren Lapkus and Mike Castles. And it was a little variety show at Dynasty Typewriter with um, Mae Martin, Stephen Ogg, and Lauren Ruthwood. And it was really, it was really great. It's been S- Stephen Ogg, he's going to come on the pod. He is a character. He's in um, The Walking Dead. He's an actor, but he's almost like... He's like a almost like the kind of characters I imagine populating like Natasha Leone's New York, like an eccentric, yeah. poetic kind of intellectual who's in love with life and I art. Love so he's that. super cool, and it was great to. It's been great getting to know May Martin a little bit and her. She's just so funny on stage. She's to me oh, one yeah. of the best me comedians working. What's the backstage like at Dynasty Typewriter? It's, I know the it's backstage got a lot at of good, Largo. Yeah, but... Dynasty Typewriter's got a lot of candy. 
backstage, oh. which is quite fun. There were like Sour Patch Kids like when and when we do our events, I'm going to focus on the backstage. Yeah. I always feel like, like we could have a club that's just like called, not called backstage, it's to green room. nose or green room, but I want to make the most perfect backstage and that's the whole club. That's I my concept. It. It's just it. a backstage that's the whole thing. Everyone's already been allowed backstage and you're hanging with the cool people. Dude, that's a great idea. Ding, ding, ding. Love it. Million dollar idea. <laughs> so I have my my uh, ghostwriter coming into town, but we have an Airbnb scandal. Oh my gosh. So wait, so for people who don't realize, when, when you say a ghostwriter- see if she's even, if their person's- But well, wait, for people who don't understand, a ghostwriter isn't like, you're not having someone else write the book for you. It's an intense collaboration. Yeah. I think people can tell when a book's- they been, like entirely written by someone yeah, else. Yeah, you could just yeah. feel that. Yeah, it sort of seems to vary all the way from that to someone basically editing your work and then every yeah. memoirist, is that the term, has mm-hmm. to kind of find I like their the own last night Richard Shepard referred to me as writing an autobiography, which I haven't heard for a while. Which sounds more impressive, memoir or autobiography? I feel like autobiography was what we used to use mm. in the 80s, back mm. in the 80s. But so yeah, the Airbnb so, scandal. Okay, yeah. so yes, she's coming in. We're seeing each other in person for the first time because we've been working for almost over a year, not in person. Anyway, uh, and so I got, a, I, I was picturing it like, it was like almost going to be this affair. I was overthinking <laughs> this Airbnb and then I so it's meant to be like a writer's retreat for the two yes, of you to get together called, in a sort of sacred did, space. Yes, and I yeah. called my wish list. Is that what it's on Airbnb or my trips list? Or no, wish list, writer's retreat. But I picked a place, and then I sent it to her, my ghostwriter, and she said, "Oh, did you see that they said they have cameras? One of the reviews, cameras and audio recordings in the house." So I was like, "Wow, that's not good because not that people are going to leak stuff that would." probably not happen if we're talking but more like what if you're going to the bathroom or she's going to be walking around and you want to feel comfortable so we were looking it up and it's illegal to do that in california so now we're waiting beautiful babies to see what this person writes back because we're like hang on i don't think we could take this place if you have indoor cameras you could of course have outdoor cameras but people want to sneak in because you know if you're doing an airbnb people can trash stuffer. I don't know what you Well, the idea of this is you're working on a confidential project. You can't have the audio being recorded. Well, yeah, of course. But yeah. I was thinking of like why um, people would. Do you think there's certain people that almost would fetishize being watched and would love to stay in a house where they're you? being watched? No, not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it'll, it'll all shake out okay. We might have, you look, you just beat the EDD lawsuit. There might be another one coming up. <laughs> I know I did. I just beat that one. But but that was my, I was fine. Um, can I ask you, do you ever like uh, making anything as far as a cooking? Any cooking? <laughs> Firstly, it's like did we just date. meet? And yes. secondly, what is your command of the language that Listen, you're speaking right Why? Now? Wait, how did I say it wrong? Do you ever like uh, cooking, cooking some things? <laughs> the- well, because I love, you know, watching Instagram cooking, you know, little tiny things, not long winded things, but uh yeah, do you you don't cook much. <laughs> Fifteen years in. I'm not putting you down. No, I feel like it's like an intervention. But do you want good. me to cook more? No. I it's not one of the areas that I when I think of my time and energy output. You're very task oriented. Well, I and I see everything as like 
cost benefit with energy. You don't, it's not it an area spark, I put a lot of en- spark energy joy into. like the Mary Mary Mecco? No. Yeah, not Mary, uh, Mary, Mary Kondo. Kondo. But I do I will I can whip up, you know, a good breakfast quesadilla or something like you're that. You're good or, when you do it. Yeah, yeah. I'll because you're a it. sensual person. I am. Coming up later in the week on Friday's episode, what a whopper of a guest we have. Oh yeah. So our guest on Friday is gonna be Ione's mum. And if you love, if you're like me, like Howard Stern's parents, gold. Yeah, Pe- I mean, parents are the parents. root of all charm and neuroses. And they're just always, I feel like that. I've never really heard a parent come on something and not be golden. It's amazing. And your mom has had a fascinating life and was yeah. there through all the like incredible 60s music scene in Los Angeles. So we're going to you know, yeah. really get- On top of being adorable parent, just where they just say, you know- funny things she actually has had yeah, she's got she's a lot of good stories good stories so good yeah. fasten your seatbelt but um i will miss you i love doing these podcasts wait I'll where are you, you going? next week oh okay just the universe of doing this with you is so oh, fun. Yeah, no, it is what so if fun. we like just don't talk for all the whole week yeah we just, save it for the mics save it when we're on mic this is a universe i like with you and we love you beautiful babies together, together we're weirder we're weirder together Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.